Hi, Dr. Sears. I'm not sure what to do about my daughter. Hey, Dr. Sears. When I opened my baby's diaper, what came out really Hi, Dr. Sears. My kids refuse to eat fruits and vegetables. What do I, I do? I've been more terrible foods the last couple of days. Can I get your advice, Dr. Sears? Welcome in to the very first episode of the Dr. Sears Family Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dr. Jim Sears, along with my sister Hayden. I'm a father of three, and you're a mother of three, right? Yes, I yes, am. And you're also our office health coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is it, Dr. Sears Family Podcast. We're going to have a lot of fun, right? Yes, it's yeah, going to be yeah. a blast. We're, um, we're excited. This is our first episode. And um, so today we're going to kind of talk about uh, what the podcast is going to be about, um, what, you know, things that we're going to do. Uh, we want it to be entertaining, uh, yet informative, much like the, uh, the doctor show that I co-hosted for eight years, mm-hmm. Emmy Award winning, uh, in, uh, syndicated in 20, at least 22 countries around the world. It was yeah. awesome. People still watch it all the oh, time. Yeah. They, yeah. they mm-hmm. call me like, hey, your yeah. brother's son. Still, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and what about you, Hayden? Oh, gosh, yes. I'm busy with my health coaching, with my three kiddos, um, doing some writing, mm-hmm. which is really fun. Yeah, you have a, a new book coming out, right? Yeah, a next year. Yeah, it's all around pregnancy health, cool. motherhood, all I the, saw that, that topic. On, I saw that on Facebook. <laughs> yep. That was pretty cool. Um, also in the studio with us is our brother, Matt. Matthew. Hello. He's uh, he's the one, uh, the musician in the family, the one guy who knows how to run a soundboard. So I said, hey, Matt, can you help us? And so he's over there yeah. running the soundboard, manning the phones. Uh, he also manages the Ask Dr. Sears uh, website, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. you have a three, four, a four-year-old Jedi. I have a, a four-year-old little boy, yes. Jedi Knight. But so. Yeah. That mostly going to be Dr. Jim and Hayden talking with you. I'll I'll chime in from time to time, uh, you know, to entertain you all with my cunning wit and biting sarcasm. <laughs> and if you if you call in to to ask us a phone question, Matt will be yeah, he's I'll, the I'll one be the answer call screen. He'll be the guy. Or if you reach out to us at uh, Dr. Sears Family Podcast, that's on Instagram, or askdrsears.com/podcast. Uh, those. Messages. I think you're the first one to read those, yeah. right? I'll, I'll check and, uh, those out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we will be answering your questions on our podcast, so you can yep. tune in and listen. Exactly. I think uh, later on, we actually uh, someone is going to call in with a question later on, so that'd be mm-hmm. kind of cool to see what they want to talk about. But um, uh, real quick, so our vision for this podcast, uh, I might just I could just read our description, mm-hmm. but it's uh, myself, pediatrician and an author, Dr. Jim Sears, and. Health coach Hayden Sears, we're here to answer your parenting questions. We're going to discuss a wide range of topics related to raising healthy families and share stories from the Sears household and the Sears family pediatrics practice. Uh, Everything from pregnancy and behavior to health and nutrition. We are so glad you're joining us, joining us on this crazy and wonderful journey that we call parenting. Mm. (laughs) Today... It, mm-hmm. It's rainy here in Southern California, mm-hmm. which I love. Me I, too. Uh, having grown up a little bit in the Midwest, um, I miss the good old thunderstorms and all that. But it's rainy. Uh, but I'm a, in a bit of pain because it was leg day at the gym this morning. <laughs> so, uh, ooh, man, leg day is just the worst. But um, kudos to me because I knew it was leg day going mm-hmm. in. This is uh, day four in the gym, and I couldn't put it off any longer. My trainer, Isaac, said, yep, it's time for leg day. <laughs> so well, That's great. Yeah. That's great. And at least you're carrying your exercise through December. You're not waiting until January to, oh, exactly. to be like, you know. Hey, uh, you know, summer's just around the corner. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on my beach body right now. That's it's, actually not a bad plan. I, I honestly thought of that the other day at the gym. I'm like, you know what? Um, normally, what we start, start like what April? You start yeah. working on your beach body. Way too, way too late. Yes, way too late. So I'm working on my beach body right now. But um, but then after this, uh, after the studio day, we're gonna I'm gonna meet my wife for lunch down at the harbor and watch enjoying the rain and uh, have some nice warm soup, some chowder. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, it is the holiday. It is the season. holidays. This is. And, My um, favorite time of year. Oh, it's it is it is <laughs> so cool. Fun. However, I I normally eat really really well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yesterday, uh, one of the dentists in the area, um, who I take my kids to, she dropped off this massive. I'm not going to say from what company, um, but it is a letter of the alphabet. Um, and um, you guys get it? You got you thinking what it is? No. Well, it's not A. 
It's not B. Anyways, it's a, a candy company. A oh, bunch of chocolates. <laughs> and um, <laughs> It took a moment. <laughs> and uh, Oh, man. And it's just sitting there. And all day long, I just kept going back to the, the you know, I ate mm-hmm. up all the, the nuts, you know, the chocolate-covered <laughs> nuts. I even did the dark ones first. Um, then, I, of course, the milk ones. I don't even mm-hmm. like milk chocolate. But uh, then there's this whole box of, like, peanut brittle stuff with <sighs> almond brittle. And man. I just, oh, I'll just have a little bite, you know. Mm-hmm. And then... Oh, and then it just went back for more and more and more. And I started to get that like sugar buzz. You know, oh, yeah. I haven't had a sugar buzz in, in a <laughs> long time. I didn't know you could get sugar bugs in your buzzes in your fifties, but yeah. I, I did. So, so I got the. Luckily, I've got the next couple of days off out of the office. And so, my plan is, if it's still there when I go back on Monday, uh, it's it's gone. It's gone. It's, it's going to go yeah. in the trash. Do you guys? Do you guys remember uh, what we used to get every year for Christmas? A chocolate thing. Oh, that a orange foot. thing? The got, chocolate oh, the foot. foot. The chocolate that foot. That was the best. That was the best. So with dad being a doctor in the area and Jim and Bob in practice with him, everybody would send the office these great gifts. Yeah. And I remember a podiatrist you guys were connected to every year. Dr. Radovic. Dr. Radovic. I still see him. solid chocolate yep. foot. <laughs> Big old, it had to be Big four or five pounds. <laughs> massive chocolate, chocolate foot. Yeah, dad yeah. would bring it home and we just got a, like, a solid. It was a it was solid It was solid. Foot. We would yeah. like chop off a toe. I looked forward to that every single year when Does I was he, You mm-hmm. still get it? Got to bring yeah. it over. No, we haven't had the chocolate foot in a while. Luckily. Yes. Yeah, so so we're going to talk a little bit today about how to enjoy the holiday food and all the treats, but not have it devastate your health. Right. Because, so, I mean, yeah. it, life is short. You got to enjoy it, mm-hmm. right? That's and, just part, um, of, part of it. But then... Um, so a couple things, you know, just off the top of my head and what I practice in, in my kids... Uh, kind of a rhythm we've gotten into over the years is yes we're going to enjoy the parties we're going to enjoy the chocolate feet the the program you know the the holiday programs with the cookies and all that one big thing we like to do is kind of like preloading so if we know we're going to a party um and there's going to be a lot of dessert we're going to eat a really healthy dinner mm-hmm. or we're going to make sure the food we eat before we go is is super healthy we're not going to arrive so starving yeah. we're not going to um you know, if but, we know we have a party later, we're just going to make better choices during the day. I think that's a temptation or not a, maybe a temptation, but a, a, sometimes a thought process. Hey, we got this, you know, a Christmas party tonight, mm-hmm. so I'm going to skip dinner. Hey, I'll just eat that. Mm-hmm. Eat there, you know. And um, yeah, and then you get there and you see all the yummy chips <laughs> and stuff. And you just, you know, much, 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 and, and you can really overdo it. But I've I've actually sometimes made a shake. Like a protein shake, uh-huh. uh, I do those you know once or twice a day, all the every day, anyways. But I'll drink an extra one on the way to the party, mm-hmm. so I, I show up. I'm not I'm not hungry, you know. I'm feeling good, and then you know it's then I can concentrate more on socializing and mm-hmm. singing Christmas carols and things yeah. like that. And when we know when you're so hungry, your willpower is gone. Mm-hmm. So even if you go in with great intentions, you're really setting yourself up to not make good choices, and your kids as well. Yeah, and it's funny. Every Christmas, I um, I am reminded that I'm allergic to one of the food dyes. I, I still <laughs> uh, and I'll eat these Christmas cookies, and then boom, my face kind of blows up, and I'll, oh, great! So, mm-hmm. so I do. Tr- I I hopefully this this Christmas it hasn't happened yet. I'll try to remember to avoid. It's usually the sprinkles, uh-huh. either red or green sprinkles on top of a Christmas cookie. Yeah. So. Anyways. Don't ever figure it out and just avoid all food colors. Right? <laughs> all food coloring. Hey, there you go. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people kind of, oh, what do you mean? It's just food coloring. It's not, you know, it's no big deal. But um, there's actually a lot of evidence showing that uh, it does some kind of nasty things inside your body and your brain. And uh, obviously, be just beyond um, uh, allergic reactions, mm-hmm. um, in some kids, um, are just way more sensitive. And, um, even in my population of kids that of kids with autism, um, many of those parents find that if they avoid food dyes, their, their kids' behavior is improved, mm. you know, That's and awesome. it's, uh, it's yeah. not just like, uh, it, it, it's, it's a, a thing. very cut and dry. It really is. I know it. when my kids have food coloring, again, I don't exactly know which color it is. They get squirrely. They just get this extra agitated energy i've noticed that it's nice i've been starting to see more and more natural food colors though they mm-hmm. use like beet juice or turmeric mm-hmm. or something so check that out look for that if yeah. you need it and i know 
So my kid's a little older. My I have an eight-year-old, eleven, and a fifteen-year-old. But I remember when they were younger, they liked having boundaries when they would go into a party because it it can be overwhelming. Even as an adult, you see this big table of desserts, and so I like to just give them some boundaries to where I'm not hovering.、Mm. They can make choices.、Uh, so I would say, you know, depending on their age and whatever situation is, let's pick two things. So they get to pick two things they love. They get to enjoy them.、Um, Okay, so if but that's not going to overdo. If I'm going to pick two things, one's going to be this massive <laughs> quiche thing. thing, a whole. No, I'm just kidding, right? Within reason, yeah. yeah but that's a good idea.、Yeah. Like, hey, you know, two or three or whatever.、Um, it, it is nice, and then they can kind of pace themselves and、mm-hmm. and know,、um, you know, what,、uh, so they don't get sick that night. You yes. Know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,、um, couple other things, you know, staying active. Like Jim, you mentioned going to the gym.、Mm-hmm. I think, I think, you know, vacation time is great, but we don't have to take a whole month of just not taking care of ourselves because of the holiday season. The holiday season is quite long, so if we staying healthy, having that that exercise、um, habit is is really a huge part of that for our immune system, for feeling good, for keeping that balance between. Um, eating healthy and splurging during the holidays. I think exercise is huge in that. Yeah, for sure, and and it's kind of nice if you you know you're burning it off.、Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, my leg day earned me an extra、um, treat t- yeah. tonight. Hey, and, motivation. And <laughs> that's that's、um, part of it. Hey, Jim, can you briefly mention on what what is it about exercise that keeps us you know healthier during the holidays? Oh well,、mm-hmm. I mean, there's it's. You know, there's a lot of、uh, a lot of benefits to exercise.、Um, it's more than just just burning off the calories. It's、uh, um, there's cool studies.、Um, just let's just say, 30 minutes of good aerobic exercise、uh, most days of the week, five days a week, it will it boost your immune system.、Um, it、uh, obviously burns calories. It's good. For, you know, heart health is excellent. But、uh, in terms of brain health, it's kind of interesting.、Um, you know, we've heard of that runner's high.、Mm-hmm. It really is a thing. It is a long-term.、Uh, we call it a euphoria. It makes you feel good.、Um, we call it nature's Prozac.、Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, um, also um, in, there's a concept of、um, neural plasticity, which is the ability of the brain to fix itself, to rewire itself,、um, which is important.、Uh, Um, you know, if there's an injury or something or a stroke, that's obviously、uh, you know the brain can kind of relearn skills by rewiring itself.、Um, but、uh, even just with aging and and、uh, and development、uh, as for a young brain,、um, having a extra neuroplasticity、uh, is good,、um, and exercise boosts that, which is、uh, super important.、Um, there's a substance called. Uh, BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor. Ooh,、um, say that、yeah. five times fast. <laughs> BDNF,、um, and exercise stimulates、uh, the secretion of that uh, neuro uh, or of that、um, substance. So,、um, what else? Uh, uh, epigenetics. We, you know the concept of epigenetics,、uh, mm-hmm. meaning you know we all have these genes. Um, that might that can be turned on that causes cause bad things and genes that can be turned on causes good things in your body.、Um, exercise helps keep the the,、uh, the the correct genes turned on and the and the bad genes turned off. So、um, we, we could go on and yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. We'll、exercise. probably have a, a podcast <laughs> in the future about these specific topics too. Yes. Yeah, but、um, you know, I think、uh, another thing to Concentrate on during、uh, the holidays is eating well、mm-hmm. and maybe trying to get lots of fruits and veggies. Yes, tons and of fruits and veggies. Speaking of fruits and veggies, I believe we have a, a very first sponsor、yes. of our podcast. So excited! We have a,、uh, a they sent us a commercial and it's highly highly produced. Oh, it's excellent! <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's、uh, very hired, informative. So you know they hired the the, the top Hollywood talent. Yeah,、mm-hmm. it was amazing. So take a listen. This episode of the Doctor Sears Family Podcast has been brought to you by fruits and veggies. Since the dawn of man, fruits and veggies have been an important part of a balanced breakfast. Some fruits and veggies are the perfect first food for your baby. Fruits and veggies can be hidden in a smoothie, so you, so that your kids don't even know they're consuming them. They think it's a chocolate shake. Fruits and veggies has been medically proven to reduce many types of cancer, cardiovascular disease, hypertension. COPD, diabetes, premature death, obesity, bone loss, aging, neurodegenerative diseases, and many more, including arthritis, glaucoma, macular degener- 
macular degeneration, cataracts, acne, etc., etc., etc. For some, their only exposure to fruits and veggies is at halftime at their children's soccer game. Ask your doctor if fruits and veggies is right for you or anyone in your family. Warning, fruits and veggies is not for everyone, especially those with an allergy to being healthy. Side effects may include increased energy, better vision, longer life, younger looking skin, decreased risks of cancer, less sinus infections, faster muscle recovery after vigorous exercise, improved blood flow to vital parts of the body including your brain, heart, head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. <laughs> Consistent bowel movements, increased libido. What's a libido? Uh, nothing, never mind. Better memory, attention and immune function. Fruits and veggies is available pretty much anywhere, even in your own backyard. Best health effects are when fruits and veggies are consumed as 9 to 13 servings a day. Be sure to talk to your doctor before starting fruits and veggies. Or just eat a bunch of them anyways, without asking. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty that's, good. That was great. That was great. Who was that Who amazing was that? voiceover uh, guy? <laughs> voiceover guy, huh? So you're going to hear Maybe us. we should actually hire a voiceover maybe guy. We <laughs> now taking applications for yeah. voiceovers. Um, we're going to be talking a lot about health and nutrition. Fruits and vegetables is one of our top things. Just It seems so simple, but it really, really is. Like all those side effects, they're, they're real. So mm-hmm. we're going to be talking a lot about those. Um, you know, and, and like we said, fruits and vegetables, bulking up on those is one of the hugest ways to keep ourselves healthy during the holidays and pretty much any time. Um, if you want to learn more about the benefits of fruits and vegetables, visit AskDrSears.com. Um, one of the ways that our family has gotten enough fruits and vegetables into them every single day is we take a fruit and vegetable supplement. Our favorite is Juice Plus. That's the one we've been taking mm-hmm. for, I think, over 20 years yeah. now. Yeah, I think 22 can, years yeah. now for me. <laughs> it's, been, it's been quite a while. I'm you're just, old. You're really old. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a little less old than you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt, you're a lot less old. Uh, but if you want to read up more about Juice Plus and all the many benefits, visit AskDrSears.com. Com, search up, search up Juice Plus, and um, yeah, for sure, I think yeah. it's 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 a, a significant reason why um, we are so healthy, and, mm-hmm. and our dad um, is so healthy and has beaten some significant health challenges in his yeah uh, in seventy eight years. Anyway, sure. All right, All I think we're ready for a phone call. Our first phone call. Yeah. Doctor Jim, caller Elizabeth on line two. Elizabeth, how's it going? Where are you calling from? Hi, Dr. Jim. I'm in San Jose, California. San- oh, the Bay. The Bay Area. <laughs> yeah, Bay Area. Nice. It's cold. Go Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up? Well, I'm a uh, first-time mom, about um, 23 weeks, weeks pregnant. So, of course, lots of questions, um, getting to that place where I'm starting to look, you know, shop around for a pediatrician. So I thought you might have some good insight on you know, just advice, kind of tips on um, when, when you know, interviewing pediatricians, kind of what to look for and how you know it's a good fit for you and your baby. Gotcha. Well, if you don't mind driving seven hours, you just come to our <laughs> office. Oh, man, I wish. <laughs> actually, you know, actually, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to open up offices in different cities. So wouldn't that be cool? Oh. So, wow. First, But first, I need to figure out how to make a clone of myself. Oh, yeah. And mm. then, um, no. Okay. okay. So, but for real, <laughs> until, you know, I don't think that'll get it, that'll happen before your due date. So, um, <laughs> yeah, finding a good pediatrician, you know, this is a, it's a very unique relationship. I mean, it's a professional relationship, but you're, you're with this person for potentially the next 15, 18 years of your child's life, some, sometimes longer. I've got kids that are 21, 22. Um, I even have some kids that were our patients as, you know, they're, we saw them as babies. Now they're parents, and they're bringing Aww. their kids. Um, That's so special. Yeah, I mean, so anyway, I, I have one child, uh, or a mom now. She was my, we saw her as a baby. And then she was my daughter's roommate in college, <laughs> totally random, uh-huh. out of state, um, and now now she's bringing her baby here. Anyways, okay, so how to find a good pediatrician. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think a great way to start is asking some of your friends who are like-minded, because mm, then yeah. you're going to cut down on, a, I mean, if you just open a phone book, oh, well, who has phone books? <laughs> if you do an internet yeah. search. Wait, a what? A what? How old am I? <laughs> <laughs> if you do an internet search, you know, you're just going to, it's going to be massive. So getting some names from people you know that are like-minded, I think will will do a lot of legwork for you. So I think yeah. that's a great place to start. Yeah. And then, of course, checking if they're in network with your insurance. Sure, you got to do that. And it, hey. what it's important because um, there's a lot of... Uh, opinion 
or, or person person uh, person um, what am I trying to say individuality to a pediatrician's advice you know how did they raise their own kids is generally how they're going to suggest raising your kids in terms of parenting and discipline and uh, and there's different parenting styles out there and you want some somebody that's going to kind of be on the same page um, you know what are their view, how supportive they are on breastfeeding uh, what about their vaccination um, philosophies and I know there's there's supposed to be one way of doing it and that's how all pediatricians are supposed to do it but in reality that's just not the case um, as a matter of fact in California about 25% of pediatricians use a just a different schedule you know they maybe do something more individualized to for the patient um, based on 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 their individual needs um, so so it's sometimes it's not a one-size-fits-all and when it comes to there um, and then uh, going in interviewing, you know, find, like use Hayden's suggestion, find a few that, okay, sounds like we might jive here, see if they have a website, which reminds me I really need a website for my practice. Like, <laughs> we have we have AskDrSears.com, but for my own office, uh-huh. um, and that's a bummer for Matt because he always gets all the emails for <laughs> – for our, you know, our international website and just, you know, patients are emailing you or <laughs> interested patients are emailing you. But, you know, go visit their, you know, their office, look at their hours. Uh, is their waiting room clean? Is it kid-friendly? A lot of um, patients ask me in when we do the prenatal interview, do we have a sick room, a sick waiting room and a, a well waiting room? And uh, we actually designed our office to have that. And we did for a while, but it just didn't work. And a lot of offices find that even the sick waiting room, the the nobody even Wants even if you're sick, there. you don't <laughs> yeah. want to be in there anyways because yeah. your child might be vomiting, but the other three kids in there are coughing. So what we found is we just uh, don't if, if kids are sick, they just go straight back into room into a, a, a patient room. They don't even have a waiting room um, for the for the sick kids, and that's one way of doing that. Um, so uh, maybe ask the pediatrician if he has any subspecialties or special interests, you know. Um, and for me, it's, you know, it's nutrition and preventative care and uh, helping the kids um, develop a healthy lifestyle and healthy eating habits and that sort of a thing. Yeah. I, and I would pick a couple things that are really important to you and use those as a baseline to see if they're like-minded. So for example, if you're really into more of a holistic approach to to medicine, um, ask them about that. Maybe even say something like, you know, if my baby has an ear infection, what would be the process of that? And if they say something like, you know what, we start antibiotics and, like, and that's kind of their first go-to, that might be a clue that they might not be a good fit for you. Or say you're wanting to breastfeed um, kind of, you know, longer than what's typical, maybe a year or so. And you ask them, okay, what, in your opinion, what's, what's a great time to start weaning a baby? And they're like, you know what, right at six months, they start eating food and, you know, it's really not necessary after that. That also might not be a, that would be a clue that they wouldn't be a good fit for you. So just kind of having a few questions as markers, um, because that way, you know what, if they, if they kind of fail those questions, you really don't need to move on in, in the mm-hmm. interview process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes asking more, um, you don't want to be, um, what's the word, too interrog- in, mm-hmm. interrogative or whatever, if that's a word, but, um, some, like the breastfeeding ask if I'm, you know, the baby's born and if I'm having a hard time breastfeeding, do you have somebody that can help me? And, and then and just see what their answer is. Um, something like, oh, they'll have, oh, the doctor probably will say, oh, they have some great lactation consultants in the hospital, but then I've got some good ones on the outside. I can help you. They'll come to your house if you need. You can kind of just by the, the enthusiasm of their answer, you can kind of tell where they stand on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and good. in terms of, now I get a lot of patients, they, they have not just the pediatrician, but then they got their alternative, they got their, you know, the, the chiropractors and the naturopaths and maybe just say, hey, do you, do you ever recommend a chiropractic for kids if, if, if it's needed? And, and when would that be? And just to, it kind of gets them talking and, and if they kind of just kind of gloss over it, and don't really give you an answer, then you can kind of tell where they stand. Cool. Yeah, that yeah. that pretty much answers my question. I, I like how you guys said, you know, really figuring out what's important to me first and letting those be kind of the leading questions and go with that first. Because, of course, I want to write down a list of 50 questions and have the next 18 years planned out. But, of course, <laughs> that's not realistic. So, mm-hmm. wonderful. A great place to start. Thanks, sure. guys. Sure. You betcha. Bye.
you know, one more thought on that. Um, you've got your big practices and you've mm-hmm. got your smaller practices and they, they generally are a different experience. Um, you know, our office is small. Most of the patients, it's either myself or my dad or one other doctor, Dr. Cohen that we have. And so patients are, they like being able to come in and know they're usually going to see the same doctor. Whereas uh, with the bigger practices, it's going to be a, often be a different doctor each time. And, and so just be ready for that sort of experience. Okay, we have a, a Twitter question. Um, this is from Amber, and she says, this is in regards to attachment parenting, especially with an older child, particularly one who is very extroverted, very physical, and resists boundaries. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, oh, Amber. <laughs> I, I, sounds like my 12-year-old stepdaughter. <laughs> you know, oh, man. It's so interesting because I have three kids. They're 8, 11, and 15. And I think that as babies and toddlers, a lot of that attachment-type parenting can come very naturally. We lo- mm-hmm. have a lot of those connective-type hormones and, and things going on. And they're so snuggly, and they, and they physically move towards you, and so it, it can be just very natural. And so how does that translate as your, as your children grow older? They, they don't want to be cuddled quite as much. They're, they have their own stuff going on. Um, and then now, especially with my teenager, she doesn't really want me to give her all those hugs and snuggles. And um, so, you know, especially one who's very extroverted, it might not feel you might not feel like they need you, your attention, because they, they're very happy to get that elsewhere. And so I think, you know, finding a way, finding a, a specific way to connect with them that is part of your routine. I'll give you an example. So my daughter, um, she loves to stay up late. She's on the phone. She's doing things in her bedroom. But when I come in and sit on her bed and just not even with any agenda, but I just kind of sit there and she just starts talking to me, she will then sit down. And, and kind of she kind of feels that energy from me that I'm ready to connect and I'm there for her. She wants to sit down and have that connection time. Now, she really doesn't like it when I touch her or like hug her or anything like that, like my younger kids do. But for her, that's the way she wants to connect. And that's the type of attention she needs from me. So kind of finding um, something that would fit for your older child, I think, is a great way to connect with them. Um and then, you know, re- resisting boundaries. I'm not totally sure the exact thing about that, yeah. but I, I can think... We, can we hold yeah. that for a second? Yeah, hold let that. Me ta- let yeah, me um, chime in on the first part of that question. It seems like, you know, the, the natural, uh, the, the natural I call it natural form of parenting, mm-hmm. but the attachment style of parenting, which is just, you know, being nurturing and, and, and hands-on. And very uh, much responsive to your Responding to your child. To your child needs, and, yeah. and, you know, when I... Did that with my kids. We didn't really call it attachment parenting. We just were parenting. Mm-hmm. You know, this just seemed to be what came naturally, and it gave us a uh, a nice foundation of trust and closeness that then just translates to now that they're twenty four and twenty, the the uh, a good relationship. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I I don't think there really is a an a quotes attachment style of parenting for teens. Uh, it's it's just by then mm-hmm. you're just trying, <laughs> you're just right. kind of rolling <laughs> rolling with the flow and everything. But I um, think what and that d- brings us to the boundaries, right? Well, I think what you've done is you've set up like early on as babies and toddlers and young kids, you've set you've set that up. You've almost mm-hmm. like put that investment in early yeah. on, and that just naturally carries on into throughout. Yeah. And in fact, even as you know, I'm 40, and and I'm still very much connected with my mom and dad mm-hmm. um, because that was just that's how we operated early on. Yeah. So and I think it, it, it sets up the, the foundation, like I said earlier, of the, the child knows your parents are going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Hey, if I have an issue, my parents are going to be there and they're going to listen to me. They may not agree or whatever, but just knowing I got somebody mm-hmm. uh, is good. Yeah, there's now, that trust there. Now, uh, in terms of boundaries for <laughs> older kids, and I'm, I have to think we're talking about teens or, or even not. I'm, I'm even mad. I'm, I'm guessing you're thinking even with a four year old, you got to deal with boundaries and yeah, I have to set limits on his, his you know, um, cell phone use. And <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! You know, there was a famous um, uh, educator. I, I wish I, I could. You could look this up on the internet right now, Matt. But they had written a, a, a little theory or a or a, an essay that you know you could build the 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 most amazing playground in this entire universe, and it, it, it'd be the perfect playground for this child. But unless you put a fence around it, the, 
it's not going to work mm-hmm. because the, the child will venture out and get into the street or, or just in child children need boundaries and that's just how it is and uh, we are really struggling with that with our 12 year old now she is just pushing every little boundary she she doesn't like anybody to tell her what to do even the mm-hmm. teachers mm-hmm. um we're actually oh, we have a teacher conference later today oh, boy. <laughs> apparently she's been not telling the truth about her st- her homework and whatnot but um but uh just boundaries are a part of life mm-hmm. you know there's going to be taxes there's the irs there's the the chp there's speed <laughs> limits there there are a lot of rules that you may not agree with but you have to follow and mm-hmm. if you don't uh there's consequences and and we're dealing with that as a matter of fact we don't have a lot of boundaries for our our, our tween right now um just because we like we like to give her the freedom but we've picked a few very just small specific boundaries and one of them has to do with cell phone use and and she always call it's kind of a stupid rule but it's our it's our kind of we call it our fake rule or our practice rule the only reason that rule is in there so that she can get used to following Following a rule that she doesn't agree with Uh and it's and it literally is like less than one percent of her entire day there's a time she's not allowed to use her phone and she she just butts heads with it all (laughs) the time and we eventually told her you know the only reason we have this this rule is so that you can learn to follow a rule that you don't agree with. Uh-huh. And, and then she settled down about that. But, so, and, and, and we kind of went further. And every time you argue with us about that rule, we keep that rule. And if you can learn how to follow that boundary and that rule, then it'll probably go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And that, you know what? Teenagers are actually very much wired to push boundaries. That, mm-hmm. That's just part of their process of becoming adults, becoming separate for us. So finding that balance between holding certain boundaries and and letting them find their way and explore it, it's a it's a hard balance and i have teenage a teenager and a tween and, it, and it's really it's hard but finding what works for you um i i like just having a small handful of things that are very very much important and insisting they hold those lines um i think mm-hmm. is is a great way to proceed right and when my kids were younger uh we 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 kind of picked our battles and we but we made sure if we ever placed a limit you know, maybe it was playing with a toy or, or something like that. You you know, no grabbing that in the grocery store. Now, most of the time I'd say, go ahead, fine. I don't, I don't care if you play with that can of soup that we're just going to get rid of in uh, 30 <laughs> seconds when you see the next bo- box of whatever. Um, but every, if, if I did say, nope, we're not going to play with that, I had to, I stuck yeah. to my guns mm-hmm. and that was it. I just thought, do you, do you, do you remember this? When you were younger, Hayden, <laughs> um, now I learned to obey my parents pretty early and and often and just i found that uh the more i said okay sure i just went along with the flow things seemed extremely just more more smooth and and we wouldn't clash um i i remember a time when my parents were trying to hand down a grounding to you (laughs) i think hayden you're grounded for one week and you freak out you're arguing yelling back at them and i i tried to i pulled you aside and said hayden just go with it they'll forget about it in two days (laughs) unless you the only way they're going to remember for it's a whole week is if you keep yelling about it yeah and and, yeah a lot of my week or two week groundings were reduced to two days because i'd Mm -hmm. say okay i'm grounded and just shut up about it and then boom uh, you know two days later they they forget about it now yeah. then you but you just clash <laughs> no it's not fair i can't be grounded for two weeks yeah and, i should have listened yeah well, i said hey i figured it out just go with it yeah i think you should talk I to my daughters with them. I talk to my daughters yeah, maybe i'll do that we, we're, we're having a, a, a callie's having her birthday party at knott's berry farm this uh this saturday so we're and we're yeah. taking them maybe i'll I'll, yeah, pull I'll them aside and say hey, hey you guys way, yeah seriously this is a brilliant <laughs> is how, way to move forward yeah this is how you do it Thank you, Jim. Okay, good. So, you know, there's a, a topic that um, every parent wonders about, and um, it's funny. My kids, uh, kids and money, mm-hmm. and how kids to teach your kids about money. And um, it's so funny. Many kids, they, the concept of where money comes from, how much does that toy car even cost, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's kind of funny sometimes um, seeing uh, the, just the – the the lack of understanding in kids and it's, <laughs> the awareness you know yeah and it's interesting my two ki- my my kids were um quite different my daughter I, I kind of spoiled my first daughter my <laughs> oldest I kind of spoiled her and um um but then my son I didn't I, with through no effort of my mine he kind of 
he, instead of asking for me to buy him something, can you buy me this toy car? He would just, uh, Dad, how, how can I earn enough money to buy the toy car? Oh, wow. He just was kind of um, <laughs> Good in job, him. Good job, Jim. Over, That's I know, great. I didn't, even do, I didn't do anything. But, um, but we got an article here about uh, 10 smart ways to start teaching kids about money. Mm-hmm. And um, and this is mainly geared towards your grade schoolers. You know, once they're in high school, hopefully they've <laughs> learned these. <laughs> that's a whole other, that's yeah, a whole other right. ball game. Although it's funny, our thirteen-year-old is talking about uh, what she wants to have as her first car. Oh wow! And um, the cars she's naming are well over fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> and I said, well, you got three years hmm. um, if you save. All your allowance <laughs> between now and then. <laughs> and then win the lottery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you might be able to get that four-door Jeep that you want. But um, anyways, okay. Uh, the first one is play games that have to do with teaching kids about money. Mm-hmm. All right? And, you know, uh, Monopoly would be a good uh, example of that. And, and it's a, at least, um, you know, the kids start using their math skills and uh, having to plan ahead, do I want to do I want to spend a hundred or oh, is it two hundred mm-hmm. for the railroads? You know, yeah. or should I, you know, save? I don't I don't have two hundred dollars yeah. or whatever. Um, although with a monopoly, as um, <laughs> when I played monopoly <laughs> as a kid, what I learned was be the be the uh, the banker uh-huh. so you can cheat. <laughs> oh <my> right. <laughs> so, That's what you always won. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Anyways. Anyway, uh, not the lesson we're teaching yeah, today. So, but <laughs> So but, <laughs> ideally, if you can do Monopoly, make sure that the, the bank uh, is uh, above the table for everybody to see it. <laughs> make you sure know, Jim and, is, not, and, is not the banker. Kind of but, everybody acts as the banker. Yeah. So. But I mean, simple concepts like, okay, if I buy this railroad, I might not have enough money if I land mm-hmm. on somebody's park place that has right. two hotels. Yeah. So yeah, like navigating and saving and all that. Um how did you get two hotels on one two property? Hotels? That was an epic game. So you're cheating. <laughs> I'm cheating. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just investing in real estate. <laughs> okay, number two. Take your child shopping. Um, so I had three kids. I ha- have three kids. I homeschooled. So when they were younger, we did a lot of stuff shopping. So a lot of teaching shopping about lots of things. Um and honestly, I wanted to get out of the house a lot. So we would go to the grocery <laughs> store and just kind of hang out there. Um, and my up front, my kids would kind of know what we're doing. And they would bring a certain amount to the store, and they knew that they could get something. And so that was a, a really big way we taught them the value. So if they have four quarters, they have to decide what they're going to use that for and helping them, count the, helping them count the money, helping them check the price and what does that mean, mm-hmm. um, and maybe why we shouldn't spend it all on something versus yeah. another thing. Just having that conversation is is. Um, That's super cool. I like that. When yeah. I would take my kids shopping, I would often um, have them help me figure out what the best deal was. Okay, mm. we can get three pounds for four dollars of whatever it is, or we could get. Uh, six pounds for five dollars. Well, which is better? Well, you know, it's first like, well, five dollars, that's more. Mm-hmm. Well, but then you get double and, and helping them start to kind of figure out ratios and, mm-hmm. and which is the better deal is, is something you can do while shopping. And you're doing this with like two year olds, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of ages would you no, suggest? No, this is grade school. Talk about yeah, grade, grade school. school. You know, once they're getting their math concepts, mm-hmm. um, but you could even before they get their math concepts, um, you know, uh, uh, the next point is uh, talking about an allowance, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's it's nice because it um, it gives the child something. Um, you know, my kids always uh, earned their allowance. It mm-hmm. was you earned it by doing your chores, but still they would get an allowance, and um, and that allowance was instead of just buying every item of clothing that our our teenager or grade schooler would want, we'd say, well, okay, that's going to be your allowance. Mm -hmm. It covers those kind of things. So then you get to decide, are you going to buy that one pair of jeans or are you going to save um – Save her allowance for that video game that you've been talking about. And uh, it it allows them to uh, kind of learn planning. And, okay, well, if I just blow my allowance every month, I I don't have anything saved. And that doesn't, you know, then I can't get the really big thing that I want. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just a good idea. And it can start pretty darn young, uh, you know, just at a a quarter or a Mm -hmm. dollar uh, for, you know, a a three or four year old and and they can have their own little stash and Mm -hmm. and, uh, save, save their money. 
Yeah, and that brings us to the next point, encouraging them to save. Um, I think taking ownership in, even if it's just that couple quarters, taking ownership in that they have to take care of it and not lose it and decide, like you said, whether to save it or not. Um, and then at some point in time, we they can get a bank account. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're babysitting or have a job, that especially that brings in frequent money, or there's somebody who really likes to save. I know that two of my kids, they pretty much want to spend the money as they get it. And one of my kids, they want to save. Like it makes them feel good to see that that money growing. That gives them more satisfaction than spending it until mm-hmm. they really want something that's worth it. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Having, you know, having that and seeing the number go up mm-hmm. and up and up instead of just having a jar with a bunch of bills in it, you know, that's not organized and mm-hmm. you know, having a bank account is is a way to way to keep it organized, yeah. you know. And something I did um, somewhat recently um, for our my stepdaughter, and this was kind of a, a step uh, trying to earn stepdad points, but um, you know she she has an allowance and it's uh, and I think she's got a fairly large amount saved up. But um, we went to the bank and we actually opened up her own bank account and so she could get a card. Okay, oh, yeah. so now when she goes to the mall. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, instead of just taking a lot of cash, she gets mm-hmm. to take a card, and this card has limits. It's just a debit card, and you yeah. know you, she can't go nuts with it. But it, it it's kind of just um, makes her feel a little bit grown up, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and she can kind of uh, and, and proud. And hey, I got my card, and she'll buy maybe yeah. buy snacks for her friends, and and if she ever needs maybe maybe a little extra, she'll text me, you know. And as <laughs> as the stepdad, I'll, I'll go, yeah, sure. Here's you know, I'll, I'll put twenty bucks in there and for you. And it's just a way to get some of those stepdad points. <laughs> Side note on that. Yeah, yeah buy no, your children's good. love. <laughs> that's the point hey, we're trying to make. Hey. Yep, guilty, guilty right here. <laughs> I don't. Um, I honestly don't know any parent that that doesn't do that sometimes, yeah. and that's okay. Now, what about teaching your kids in terms of talking about money and what's polite and what's not? Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, it should is 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 it okay for your child to ask your friend how much money do you make yeah. and how much did you spend? You know, what does that cost? Because they they would have no idea why it's not appropriate to ask that. That's right? A very yeah, because to them it's well, whatever. You know, yeah. um, you know, I I think one of my kids' um, friends had boasted to my 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 son that that. That their parents had spent five hundred dollars for their house, <laughs> you know. So obviously that child had no concept, or they lived on a really, really, really small house. Right. But you know, um, you know, I don't know. It's I, I think um, I think it's fine to ask. Wow, that's a nice purse. How much did you? How much did that cost? Mm-hmm. You know, it allows the kids to to kind of get a sense for what things do cost. But mm-hmm. maybe uh, that it's not polite to ask people how much they make. Yeah. Yeah, and especially if it's somebody you don't know, yeah. or, or if you're not sure, ask mommy first, or something like mm-hmm. that, because you don't want pe- you don't want kids to then feel like they can't talk about money, but they would never know what's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one, curving TV time, and that's because of the commercials. Oh, Although yeah. nowadays, I mean, with the streaming, I don't, I, I can't. My kids don't really. They're not really exposed to commercials. Yeah, right. They don't. It's, it's <laughs> they really a weird thing. Don't. But remember that when, when we were young, it was the all the, the G.I. Joe and the Hot Wheel commercials. and, and That's and, how we found out about toys, oh, I know. commercials. I mean, you see and, these things, and these the, the commercials make these cars just seem amazing, and uh-huh. they can fly, and they go around their loops and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man, it made me want all that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, all, all the time, and that's what they're there for. So as much as possible, curbing TV time, and for a million reasons, but for the ads. But also, I mean, pay that extra five bucks for the ad-free. I mean, mm. as much as possible, just go to ad-free because those those messages that they're getting just over and over again, they're just um, – they do oh. a lot to – yeah, and some oh, some of those messages are just oh, it's so <laughs> annoying the the stuff that our kids have asked for cause only it, because because they, <laughs> they saw it in the commercial. Um, there was some Starbucks drink I don't remember what it was some uh-huh. unicorn thing or it wasn't the unicorn thing but it was the one after that. And and of course to a, a, a then eleven year old it looked like the most amazing thing mm-hmm. and you know, of course she wanted to buy it and so we wasted i think at <laughs> some point wasted five dollars on this drink that i knew she wasn't gonna like yeah you yes. know because because it just looked disgusting mm-hmm. it was probably and, zombie uh, or something yeah something there. like <laughs> that and she takes one sip and she's like "Ugh, yeah that's not very good i'm like i know yeah, i tried like, to tell like you that, that. And, <laughs> but um you know if you do see something cool on tv um then often i would then with my kids say 
okay, well, that see the price on there it, at the mm-hmm. end of the commercial? It told you the price. If, if it does tell you the price, well, mm-hmm. how many weeks of allowance or how many months of allowance is that? And uh, and once my kids realized that that item was going to cost seven months worth of allowance, they usually kind of go, okay, maybe I don't maybe I don't really need that, or I'll put it on my Christmas list. Yeah, yeah, that's what any pretty much once October starts, if they ever ask for something, that's what I say. I'll put it on your Christmas mm-hmm. list. Yeah, and and that's the kind of next next concept. You know, talking about credit cards or ATM cards, but. Um, Really, where does money come from? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a lot of kids just think the you just put the card in the slot and out comes money and mm-hmm. you keep doing that. Yeah. And money Once you just, run out, you just go get more money. Just go like, go, go get, go what's get the big deal, money. mom? <laughs> but it's interesting to, um, if you can start to, uh, especially, and that's where chores come in. If they, you know, empty the dishwasher, you know, what that takes maybe 10 minutes and mm-hmm. they earn a whatever for that and they start to kind of equate you know, value to their time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, daddy daddy works for, you know, th- five hours or eight hours that day, and that's how much money that equates. And it just helps them to understand, um, you know, what, uh, what money is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And I think the next one, set a good example. That's just huge. I mean, for the most part, your kids are going to have the same attitude about money that you have. So... Um, yeah, when especially when they're around you making making valuable purchases and just talking through a healthy mindset about money. So if I'm at a store and I'm trying to make a decision about it, kind of talking out loud my thought process as to why I'm choosing to buy it or why I'm not choosing to buy it. I think that can help them understand how I make choices so that they can learn from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also why I'm spending money. If I'm grouchy and I'm out and about and I'm buying something to help me feel better – Right, that I don't mm-hmm. need, that I didn't go to the store for. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. not so much a great example. Yeah, true, true. Um, also, never lying to your, mm-hmm. about purchases to your spouse. Yep. Um, I will never forget uh, when, when <laughs> oh, I no. was young, uh, my, myself, uh, my younger brother, and my dad. Uh, I, I was in probably third grade, and Bob was in first grade. And we went to the boat show, and my dad bought a boat. And of course, on the way way home, he's like, "Okay, now we can't tell your mother um, <laughs> because, yeah. Because how do you I expect a first a grader <laughs> to not tell mom that we just bought a boat? But, um, you know, because he 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 needed to ease her into it, you know. <laughs> totally. So we burst through the door, and my brother goes, "Mom, we bought a boat." <laughs> <laughs> Don't. And uh, so uh, apparently, that boat was returned the next day. Of course, um, it was because we actually never <laughs> saw that particular boat, but but. <laughs> You know, but that's uh, by by never by being open with your partner or your spouse about purchases, it teaches your kids mm-hmm. uh, about honesty and and not hiding things, and uh, um, and that's important. Yeah, and then the last one, teaching generosity. I think, um, especially where we live in in this society, helping kids know that one of the biggest responsibilities of having money is sharing it, being generous, and mm-hmm. so even at a young age. Um, We've even heard like have three envelopes, one where they save, one where they give away, and one where they get to buy something that they want so that they know that there's kind of three basic ways to manage your money, save, spend, and donate to to be charitable with with their money. Um, And I remember being little. My parents actually did really well with this. Um, I loved saving my money, even just a few pennies or my, my change that I hard earned, you know, four or five, six years old. And I would take it to church and put it in the, in the jar for the, you know, the children that I knew didn't get to have what I had. That mm-hmm. spoke a lot to me. Cool. Yeah. And along with generosity um, in the holiday season, you know, a lot of the kids are just, they're all about what's on their list. Mm-hmm. What's Santa going to get me? You yeah. know, and um, um, I think it's important to, um, when you're out Christmas shopping, uh, have the kids uh, pick up gifts uh, mm-hmm. for their whether their friends or their siblings or you know grandma. Focusing not just know, on what you're getting, but what, what you're, you're giving. giving. You know, yeah. and uh, and and have, have the child. You know, what do you think grandma would want? Mm-hmm. And you know, and and it kind of gets their head, their eyes out of looking at themselves mm-hmm. and looking at other people. So, yeah. anyways, and. Um, you know, and then they, uh, I think, uh, you know, money, as, as kids, that's one of those uh, concepts, as they grow, the, the concepts change and, and how you deal with it change and evolve. And, and um, you know, even now that my oldest is 
is 25 and she's still learning about money mm-hmm. and, and when there isn't enough of it, what, what does she do? <laughs> and I'm, I'm so glad she hardly ever asked me about, asked me for money. Nice. Ever, ever. Good I'm, job, I'm loving Jim. That. You know, That's when I was great. 25, I was asking my parents for a lot more money than my daughter is asking. <laughs> Um, so that's pretty cool. I love how uh, both of you guys keep saying my parents, my mom, my dad. <laughs> yeah, right. We all have the that's same true. parents that's here. True. Right. The same parents. That is a good point. <laughs> yeah. You could just that's say true. dad instead of my dad. <laughs> and and I will preface that we're going to talk about mom and dad a lot growing up in the Sears family because it was just classic and golden and so many amazing things to say. We might throw them under the bus from time to time, but it's all in love. They're awesome. Uh, they are. They really are. Everything you guys mm-hmm. know and read about our parents, it's it's legit. <laughs> they are. <laughs> and we're going to have them in the studio, so you'll get to hear from them as well, as um, as well as many of our ep- other siblings, special guests. So... Cool. What do we think? Are we are we done with this first podcast? I think podcast? we're getting towards the end of this first episode. Yeah. And uh, there's been a lot of fun. Um, I hope we, we helped her on the phone there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But, I know. Um, but yeah, if you um, you can reach out to us at uh, Dr. Sears Family Podcast on Instagram mm-hmm. or askdrsears.com slash podcast. Um, you can go off on the website. You can see all the other events we're involved with. I, I do a lot of speaking and I've got some traveling coming up. I'll throw out some of the dates. Uh, Wednesday, February 6th, I'll be speaking in Carlsbad, California. That's that's nice. It's only like a 30-minute yeah, drive from my house. Awesome. Then the next day, I'm in Tucson. And then Friday, February 8th, I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona, talking about uh, healthy nutrition for your family. And I've got a few other dates that you can see on, on our website uh, later on uh, in the uh, spring as well. So, Well, wonderful. So... You know what? We forgot to we forgot to decide on a way we're gonna oh, yeah, like we gotta, say goodbye. Right, we were gonna uh, do like an outro. like an outro. Like, yeah, um, like be good parents, everybody. Yeah, right. Or or like uh, to if you're not a perfect parent yet, you weren't listening well. Or no, that's or how about parenting should be fun. If you're not if it isn't fun, you're not doing it right. <laughs> yes, bam. <laughs> how like, my <laughs> personal favorite is may the force be with you. May the force yeah. be with you. I think I might have been taken somewhere. May somewhere. That sounds. But um, how about how not? Hey, parents out there, don't raise axe murderers. Yes. That's Bottom a good line. One. Hashtag don't. <laughs> don't raise a serial killer. Don't yeah, right. raise a serial killer. Well, we'll come up. We'll, with we'll something. come up with the song. If you have any good suggestions, uh, message <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll I mean, use them. The joys of parenting uh, are amazing. Yes, and, uh, and we're here to know. guide you through the ones that aren't. <laughs> hey, that's, a, hey, that's a pretty that's, good one. Yeah, yeah. I know. Dad one. would always say something like, "From our family to yours, we wish you a gift of good health." I like yeah. that. Um, That's my dad impression. Yeah, Your dad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my dad does the same thing. <laughs> Mine too. Oh my gosh. All right. We should hang well. out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We will see you next time. <laughs>